You're listening to Give Me the Bible with Len. Today's program is entitled Larry. Hello, my radio friends. Welcome to the program today. This program, number 260, is a milestone because it represents five years of Give Me the Bible presentations. And I suppose when you consider the nature of today's program, this one could be described as a high one. Have you ever heard of someone called Larry Walters? Well, Lawrence Richard Walters, nicknamed Lawn Chair Larry, or the Lawn Chair Pilot, was an American truck driver. On the 2nd of July 1982, he flew very high in the sky in a homemade aircraft. He called his flying machine Inspiration One. It was made of an ordinary garden chair and 45 large balloons full of helium. Walters went up for more than 1,500 feet. He went from San Pedro, California, into an area near Los Angeles International Airport. There was only for aeroplanes. Many newspapers reported his flight and he became famous. Later, he had mental problems and killed himself. Walters had always dreamed of flying. He was unable to become a pilot in the United States Air Force because he couldn't see well enough. Walters had first thought of using weather balloons to fly at the age of 13. He got the idea when he saw the balloons hanging from the ceiling of a military surplus store. Twenty years later, he decided to try it. He planned to attach a few large balloons filled with helium to his lawn chair and then float above his backyard. He planned to stay about 10 metres up in the air for several hours. He had an air pistol to burst some balloons in order to move back to the ground gently. In 1982, Walters and his girlfriend Carol Van Dusen bought 45 2.4-metre weather balloons. They got helium tanks from California Toy Time Balloon Store. They used a fake letter from his employer, Filmfare Studios. It said the balloons were for a television commercial. They went to the backyard of a home at 1633 West, 7th Street in San Pedro for the launch. Walters attached the balloons to his lawn chair and filled them with helium. He put on a parachute and used belts to hold himself in the chair. He took his air pistol, a CB radio, sandwiches, some cold beer and a camera. His friends cut one of the two ropes that tied the lawn chair to his jeep, and Walter's lawn chair ascended very quickly. He intended to go up only about 10 metres high, sit suspended in mid-air for a few hours, eat his sandwiches and 
drinks and beer, all the while being held by another rope also attached to his jeep. But his ascent was so fast that the tether rope snapped. Soon he was at 15,000 feet. That's 4.6 kilometres up in the air. He was scared and cold. At first he was afraid to shoot any balloons. He thought he might change the way the chair pointed and fall out. He could not control which way he moved as he was carried by the wind. He slowly passed over Long Beach and later moved into airspace near the Los Angeles airport. He used his CB radio to contact people on the ground. Some people made a recording of the conversation. Walters asked them to tell the airport what was happening. He also asked them to tell people he was okay. The airport was shut down and pilots from two circling planes reported a man on a lawn chair floating high in the sky. He dropped his glasses, and despite the fall, they were later found undamaged. He carried a second pair and put them on. After 45 minutes in the sky, he shot several balloons. Then he accidentally dropped his air pistol. He went down slowly until cables hanging from the balloon got caught in an electrical power line. This caused a blackout in a Long Beach neighbourhood for 20 minutes. Walters was able to climb to the ground. The Long Beach Police Department was waiting for him. They arrested him immediately. A reporter asked Larry why he had done it. Walters said, A man just can't sit around. At first, Walters was fined $4,000 for breaking U.S. federal aviation regulations. Walters tried to have the fine cancelled. It was reduced to $1,500. Walters received the top prize from the Bonehead Club of Dallas for his adventure. He was on television programs such as The Tonight Show and The Late Night with David Letterman. He got a special prize in 1982 at the Darwin Awards. The TV show Mythbusters made a flight like Walters had done, but they used a stronger rope to keep the chair from going too high. One of the show's hosts went up about 10 metres. He went back down slowly by shooting balloons like Larry with an air pistol. Larry gave the lawn chair from the flight to a boy named Jerry because the boy liked him. Later, Walters realised that was a mistake when the Smithsonian Institute asked him to donate it to its museum. Twenty years later, Jerry contacted Mark Barry. Barry was a pilot who wrote about Walters and made a website about his flight. The chair was still sitting in Jerry's garage and had some of the original ropes and water jugs attached to it. Walters said that he had dreamed about flying this way for 20 years 
and that if he had not tried it, he would have become crazy. He did not think that reaching his goal in life would cause so much excitement or make so many people laugh. After the flight, he quit his job as a truck driver. He was in a Timex print advertisement in the early 90s. He also gave speeches to help people get more confidence. But he never made much money from being famous. Walters hiked in the San Gabriel Mountains and did volunteer work for the United States Forest Service. He broke up with his girlfriend after 15 years. He worked as a security guard sometimes. In 1993, Walters died at the age of 44. From this sensational story, I want to draw on two main things. Firstly, I want to comment on the fact that Larry Walters, despite doing something daring and dangerous, had a goal in life, and he planned and worked toward that goal. In the end, after 20 years, he achieved what he wanted to do. The second point I want to examine with you is to do with what Larry said to the news reporter. If you remember, he said, A man just can't sit around. So, what are your goals? Are they short or long-term goals? Is it, or has it been, your intention to grow up, marry, have children, establish a career, own your own home, enjoy life, take some holidays, grow old gracefully, then die? Well, if that's your goal, there are plenty of others who have similar goals. Maybe you don't have such long-term goals. Perhaps you live from day to day, from moment to moment. If so, I think there are plenty of others who live from moment to moment, just endeavouring to survive. Perhaps you have asked, what is the meaning of life? Where did I come from? What am I here for? And what will be my future? They are significant questions, and more people should ask them. Trying to understand the meaning of life can be the first step in forming a lasting relationship with our Creator God. The Bible does answer the question about the meaning of life. Genesis chapter 1 is about the six days of creation. Man was created on the sixth day. Genesis 1.27 says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him. Male and female he created them. I want to suggest to you that one of the meanings of life is to reflect God, to represent him and to be like him. God is good. God is kind, God is love, God is merciful, God is righteous.
man is to be like that too. Man was not made to be selfish, to be cruel, to be sinful. All that has come into this planet as a result of that nasty infiltrator, that malignant terrorist, Satan. Secondly, the Bible teaches that man was made to procreate. That's why God made male and female. If all mankind were just men, there would be no procreation, and of course the same goes for women. So one of life's meanings is to have children, to continue the human race. From my understanding about evolution, this is probably the only reason evolutionists have come up with in trying to explain the existence of man. The Bible goes on to say in Genesis 1 verse 26a, God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth. God also gave man meaning and purpose in giving him something to do. Genesis 1.26b says that God said, Subdue the earth. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over every, every living creature that moves on the ground. This means that man was given the task of caring for the environment to look after what God had created. That gave him purpose and something to do. Just recently I had a conversation with a businessman who recently retired. He told me he was bored. He was dissatisfied because he no longer found meaning through work. And I want to advise any of you listeners who are approaching retirement age to make preparation for retirement. Start on a hobby, a project, or maybe even a part-time job, so that when you no longer are required to be at work, you have something meaningful to do. Yes, I know a lot of people think that they'll travel when they retire, but travelling is expensive and it's not all that satisfying. Plan ahead. Don't be like my own father, who also found retirement boring because he had no hobbies or special interests. After a year of retirement, my dad got a job and worked for almost another ten years until just before he died at the age of 78. We're going to have a little break here and go on straight afterwards. Steal, they cheat and lie for wealth and what it will buy. But don't they know on the judgment day that gold and silver? 
Ecclesiastes was written by King Solomon, who was world-renowned for his wisdom. Writing about the purpose of life, he said this in Ecclesiastes 5 verses 18 and 19, Then I realized that it is good and proper for a man to eat and drink, and to find satisfaction in his toilsome labor under the sun, during the few days of his life God has given him, for this is his lot. Moreover, when God gives any man wealth and possessions and enables him to enjoy them, to accept his lot and be happy in his work, this is a gift of God. What Solomon was saying was that man was made to be happy to be satisfied and to realize that God has given him what is good for him. But in Ecclesiastes 12 verse 13 is an even more important statement outlining the purpose of life. Here the Bible says, Here is the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Put in modern language, this is what Solomon said, honour and respect God and do what he says. But although these things I've already mentioned are good and worthy goals in life, I think there is a much more significant goal that I and many others have. You might think that I express myself here in a rather unusual way, but you will probably recognise that what I say is true. I believe the most important goal in my life 
is to accept and apply God's promises. Among all other promises of blessings and so on, God has promised if we obey him and accept the sacrifice of Jesus who atoned for us, we will be given eternal life. To me, that's the main goal, to spend eternity with my Creator and Redeemer. The Apostle Paul wrote about what I and many others also are in the process of doing with regard to goals. It's in Philippians chapter 3, verses 10 to 14. He says, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship and sharing of his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow to attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already attained all this, or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. You know, going to church, living an honourable life and such like, might be good things, but in reality are rather pointless unless there is an eternity to look forward to. To be part of God's kingdom of glory is my goal. And, my dear friends, I hope you make it your goal too. Now back to Larry Walters and what he said about his flying escapade. He said, A man just can't sit around. To me, just sitting around is boring. It's unsatisfying and it doesn't produce growth. Nature shows that when an organism such as a tree stops growing, it's dying. I said some things earlier about preparation for, for retirement and I want to share with you now about my friend. Toby, and that's not his real name, was a successful farmer with a good farm. During those working years he worked hard and often went to bed at night feeling exhausted. Then he sold the farm and all the equipment. Toby and his wife had a house in the city, and so they settled down there. They had plenty of money, and wise investing provided them with a good income as well. But Toby was bored. His time was spent in watching television, doing a few jobs around the home, reading the newspaper and occasionally visiting friends. But he had no real purpose in life. Because of that, there was no central focus, nothing to aim for, nothing to strive for. Toby has since died. What a waste. 
he never committed his life to the Lord. He died without hope of being raised in the resurrection to eternal life that the Apostle Paul shared. And I get the impression, my friends, that there are many beautiful people who are just like Toby in another way. They just go around in circles, getting nowhere spiritually. Many of these people go to church or belong to religious organisations where they go through various rituals, but where there is no growth. There is so much truth in the Bible that many of these people avoid. Yet all the time, there is so much depth and wisdom in the Word of God that they never seem to touch. To me, these people are just like what Larry Walters described, just sitting around. And this is where I want to challenge you all today. Don't just sit there. Do something. Get out your Bibles. Read them. Study them. Act on what you learn. The Word of God is swift and it's powerful. It can change you. And if you act on what it says, you too can look forward to spending eternity in the company and presence of our Creator and Redeemer. Well, that's nearly it for today. And I hope you join me next time. And until then, don't just sit there. Do something.